Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. Again, I am your host, Apostle Dr. Tiffany Watkins. We want to thank you for listening in and tuning in again. We know this month is Christmas coming up. Happy holidays to everyone and to my singles that are listening. And I know there may be even married couples that are listening or married. To everyone that is listening on today, we are so blessed to have you on the call today. I am so honored to have Pastor Sherelle Williams with us again to talk about singleness and uh, talk about, especially during the holidays, for those singles that truly don't have a significant other that they have with them. We know that some are single and dating and you have somebody, but even for those we love and pray for everyone, but especially for those that are truly single and at this time uh, have no significant other, we want to know, let you know that we're continuing to pray with you. And with that being said, again, welcome again, Pastor Sherelle. I pray that your day has been going well. It has. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. Um, and we had a good conversation last time. Oh, my God, it was so good. And um, I know that it's really blessed the people, and we're going to see many comments about that. But we're going to follow up. Um, uh, what we were talking about last week um, and just some of the things that we were talking about as far as relationships. But I want to start off with um, one of the questions that was asked of, um, why do you believe so many Christian singles feel it's okay to have sex before marriage and shack up? Now, this is a, a question that I really think needs to be addressed because I know that I, I deal with young women all the time and I try to tell them, you know, when you're dating don't allow that individual, whether you're a man or a woman, you should not allow that individual to come and shack up in your house just because you're dating and you feel like this person is the one because they already feel like, you know, they have, you know, they basically are in because you're allowing them into your space. You're allowing them exactly. into that home. And, and, and first of all, we shouldn't be doing that scripturally. But to be tr- totally honest, Pastor Sherelle, there's a lot of women that once they you know, because we don't want to be alone, we want that love in men that we allow um, them to shack up in our homes. And I've seen this, and I say women because truly I've seen a lot of women, they'll take a man in and they'll let them stay in their homes, and you know, because they feel like we're going to get married anyway, so we're going to let them come in the home. You know, and when you try to talk to them, you just don't understand, Pastor, because you're single and blah, 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 and, you know, but the truth be told, there still has to be a standard that's held. So I just want to ask you from your personal opinion, why do you think that so many Christians feel it's okay to have sex before marriage and shack up? 
I feel a lot of them, um, as you were stating, you know, they get to that place where they just want someone around. They they want to fill that void, that space, that um, loneliness, and so they just lower their standards and, you know, allowed whatever to be and whatever to happen, happen, and even... Um, uh, as the there was a saying that I heard some of the older ones, you know, used to say, they say, why buy the cow if you get the milk for free? If they getting, <laughs> they getting it, you know, you, you're ta- it's like nowadays they have taken the taste out of it. You know, men, mm-hmm. I don't really want to use the word chase, but it's like, it was a challenge for them. They would be, um, it's like they would pursue the woman. They would pursue and go after that which they wanted um, uh, in that particular area. But now it's like, you know, some women, they're so what we call thirsty. They just, you know, before the man could even approach them, they're already in their face. They're already, it's like, it's just, so aggressive and it's like if they're as we talked in the last segment um being offered this and it's in their face just all open and everything else mm-hmm. <laughs> nine times out of ten most of them they just going to give into it so we have gotten to a place it's like um, you really don't, it's like the chase is not there. The pursuit is not there. And if they feel like they're putting in too much work as far as trying to pursue you, um, then they're like, uh-uh, I ain't got time for this. I can go over here. And, you know, it's not as hard or whatever. It's easy over here. I'm not fixing to do that. We're not living in the um, older days or whatever, how they used to do, whatever, they come up with all these excuses, and then they will make you feel some type of way as if you're supposed to give in to what they're saying, and um, no, you continue to hold your standard, and um, another thing about this particular question, um, even, I guess, how you would say they would um, I've had some to say, you know, well, I'll just go ahead and do it, and then I'll repent later. They oh, use yeah, that particular. Yeah. <laughs> they and you'll repent that. later, and you'll repent later, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'll repent 20,000 times later. <laughs> yes, okay. So, I mean, what happens if you don't get an opportunity or a chance to repent? What happens then? Yeah. I mean, right. so you already... You already, you know, premeditated what you were going to do, and you were determined you were going to get this done. But what happens when we fall into that place we're not able or something happens and you can't repent or God comes and, you know, whatever happens, happens, and you're in this particular state that you're in because you lowered your standards. And, um, uh. Some of them, even when you try to give scripture concerning, you know, this particular matter, um, they get defensive or try to justify (laughs) what they're doing and be like, nah, yes, it's like, Uh mm -mm, uh no. God understands my heart. 
that you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be holy, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and not condemning because, like I said, I've experienced it before where I've, I've, I've been in situations, but let's be real with mm-hmm. God and be honest, it's, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and, he, and another thing, he's not going to require of us something that he knows we're not capable of doing. If he required it of us, he knows that we're capable of doing it with his help. We cannot do this by ourselves. We need his assistance and his help. But a lot of times, you know, most of us, we try to do it ourselves, and that's how we keep falling. That's how we keep failing at, you know, being successful with it. But we have to have him, just like it says, you know, we're nothing without him. We have to have him in order to, you know, make it, in order to survive. And, you know, like we stated before, even when we find ourselves in this situation, um, there's been an individual that I knew, um, they sat up and even had kids and everything before marriage. But at the time, both of them, they weren't saved. But mm-hmm. one of them did get saved, and just so happened it was the guy first. And he sat down with the young lady and told her, you know what, we can't do this no more. I can't do this because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to live for Christ and everything, sat down and explained. And, you know, just so happened for them, it worked out. And years later, they did wind up getting married, and it worked out, but you know, that's not the case for everybody, but there are still, you know, proof that it can work. It does work, mm-hmm. but just to happen, we hear all the negative and all the bad and, you know, the hope that is supposed to be there for, like, the singles that, okay, um, if I stand for Christ, it'll work out or God will make sure that, you know, whoever I'm dating or whoever he sends to me will understand what I'm trying to um, live and trying to, you know, display. They'll understand and comply. But sometimes because of the negative and horror stories that they have heard, they give up hope, they stop trying and everything else, and it just paints a very bad picture in their minds. And you know, they wind up giving in. And what um, most people don't quite understand (laughs) is that if you give in a little, he'll want to take more. The enemy will want to take more. You know, like they said, if you Mm -hmm. give him a ride, he'll want to drive and he'll take you further than you wanted to go in the first place. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that's so careful, and you have to realize that, you know, um, especially, you know, when it comes to having sex before marriage, you have to realize that because the we were born and shaped in iniquity, and the yeah. flesh loves flesh, and you have to understand that. And when you see that the flesh loves flesh, you got to stay away from it. you got to crucify the flesh. Paul said, I beat my body and put it under subjection, and you know, that's what we have to do a lot of times. We have to put out, you know, it's, sometimes it's the challenge, most challenging things. Does my hormones kick? Yeah, it kicks a lot of times, you know. God gave it to us, you know, and you'd be lying to say that it don't. But that's the times where you have to, you know, and I talk about this in my book, you know, you have to 
you know, try to divert your attention to something else. And sometimes it just won't lay up. You know, it'll ride you, but you just got to say, Lord, help me through it. And he'll help you through it. You get through the day, you cry through the day, you struggle through the day, and then God helped you through the day. And you could say, thank you, Lord, I made it, you know, to another day. Um, so it's not a point of where we don't have feelings. And I think that some people think that if you're, uh, really standing true for the Lord that, you know, you're just not the norm. And um, in which now in this day and time, of course, we're not the norm because nobody wants to, a lot of people don't want to follow the standards of the Bible. But when you do, um, then you can see God really moving. But there are challenges and there are times where you just want to be held and you just want to be loved. But you've got to, you know, trust God. We trust God for everything else in the word, word, word of God. We want to be specific. We want to pick and choose what we believe in the word of God. But it's either all or nothing. We have to believe what God's word says. But when it comes to it, you said something in the last um, podcast, is that the world sells us sex so much. It sells us, you know, all of this stuff so much that it's feeding our spirit. So when we turn on the TV, we're seeing it. When we go to the movies, it's going to be in commercials. You know, even the children are seeing it in their um cartoons and then there are children's shows, somebody's in love because everybody want to be in love. Everybody wants somebody to love them and they want that. And God had ordained that for marriage, you know, and because of sin, it's been taken out of context. And now we have a world where there is um, sex outside of marriage and even in in Christendom. You know, I was looking at some statistics. Um, on statistica.com, and um, it said that, you know, the, you know, those dating apps that people use, it says that 26 million people have um, dating apps on their smartphone that they're using, 26 million. So that shows you, you know, that are single and that are, you know, looking for someone. It had also said that um, only 25% of singles say that they're really in love. And I looked at that thing. Um, they were only 26% that were in love, but there was like over 58% that said they had a one-night stand. And I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, we're having all of these one-night stands, and love is going out the back door, and it's just more flesh, you know, just to deal with the flesh. And that goes back to a question that we talked about last week, you know, why are more people getting married later, you know, because we've, you know, the world has made it to appear that you can basically sleep around and, you know, have your cake and eat it too until you're ready. But, you know, what if you get to the point where it's like, well, man, um, where am I now? And, you know, even if that time comes because we played the fence too long or you played the fence too long. And so it's something that, you know, we got to begin to look at, especially in the body of Christ. And will it change? It will only change if you're willing to change um, and pray and give it to the Lord. And that's one thing that I can share as well is that it's only by God's grace that helps us through every day, every day. Exactly, exactly. And as you were talking and even talking about, um, you know, we mentioned it different times, um, you know, being lonely and, you know, you're trying to do everything to satisfy um, you know, the desire or whatever, and a lot of people, they're searching, even with the statistics that you were just talking about, they're searching for something that, you know, will fulfill that void. And it's like a lot of times uh, 
it's not long lasting that particular love or whatever mm-hmm. you know is mostly lust because they haven't um dealt with themselves a lot of times they're trying to fill a void for something that they did not receive when they were in their childhood or earlier on in life or that wasn't introduced to them and they know they're missing something and want you know takes just fill that place, that void. But, um, you know, even as we're speaking, you know, on the Christian side of it, the first thing, you know, I encourage them to do is to really deal with themselves, allow Mm -hmm. God to show them themselves and deal with themselves like you filled that void. He said, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be satisfied. And, you know, um, and they that drink of the water and all that stuff, they will never thirst. The living water, mm-hmm. they will never thirst, you know, anymore. You get that, you know, work on yourself and get yourself in that place that, you know, even when the counterfeit love comes, you can recognize it, see it, and not want it. You want right. the real deal, you know. Right. Um, and far too often we find ourselves as Christians, some of us in that category, steady searching, going from one person to another to another. And the first thing, and it really kills me to hear this um, most times, they were like, you know what? The Lord told me you my wife. The Lord told me you my husband, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, really? <laughs> as, and it's like, okay. But because we hear the word wife or we hear the word husband, you know, we get all excited. And when I say we, I'm talking about, you know, the single Christians, you know, that haven't really dealt with themselves and what have you and to become secure that whether God does it or not, you know, whatever his will is, is what's best. But, um, because they heard the word wife and husband, they jump on it. They're like, okay, well, this, you know, must be my husband. This must be my wife. They don't even consult God concerning it. They don't even go to God and ask. Or, and I heard you talking earlier about how you prayed, Lord, if this is not it, bust it up, you know, yeah, just yeah. fix this situation. I've been in that same situation, and I was like, Lord, I need for you to do this. Uh, just mm-hmm. let me know. Give me a sign. And, Lord, mm-hmm. after you give me the sign, I got so bold. I was Lord, like, Lord, just fix it. Even if I wanted to go back, I couldn't go back. And when it yeah. happened, I was like, okay. That was one <laughs> of the times I really said, you know what, you better be careful of what you pray for mm-hmm. because you just might get it. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. prayer is very powerful. And I incur- mm-hmm. That's it. And it causes you to avoid um, heartache or pain and everything else in the future. A lot of it I appreciate because not only did it help me to um, open my eyes to a lot of stuff, um, you know, teenager, I already had my life mapped out. I said, you know what, I want to be married by the age of 26. I want to have this amount of kids, blah, blah, blah. And it didn't work out that way. 
Right, and right. I understand and I appreciate it because my mindset then, my morals and values then is not the same as where it is now. And, you know, sometimes there are things that we need to work on ourselves. And, you know, but if we keep pointing fingers at the opposite sex or or the other person, we're pointing out everything that's wrong with them, and we're not even seeing ourselves and what we need that's to work right. on. And, that's right. you know, it causes issues as well because, <laughs> truth be told, there are some women that need to have a lot of work done on themselves. They feel like they're right. But because, you know, mm-hmm. that saying that the woman is always right, we feel we're always right, and that is not the case. We really need to, you know, really seek God and be like, okay, God, what do I need to work on with me? Do I uh, get angry too fast? Do I just go off at the mouth all the time, whatever, blah, blah, blah? You know, different things that we need to work on as well because, you know, I know a lot of women, they're married, and, you know, the nagging spirit, they just nagging and everything yeah, that man does yeah. is wrong. Uh-huh. Um, I'm like, okay, do you not know in the book of Proverbs it talked about that uh, <laughs> man is able, he does not have to stay at that house um, mm-hmm. with that nagging woman. It, it's better to be at the front of a rooftop. Yes. Yes. What in the world? And it's like, do you not, it's like you taking parts of this Bible and you're beating him with it and showing everything that he's doing wrong, but what are you doing wrong? You can't see yourself because you're so busy, you know, attacking him. And that's not always the case, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking God, yeah. and when you work on yourself, deal with yourself, allow him to work on you and satisfy you. You know, because when that is right, everything else will begin to fall in place. Um, and you attract, and I think a lot of times, too, you attract where you are. And I talk about yeah. it in my book, yeah. you know, because, you know, where you are, you you'll, a lot of times, oftentimes, you'll attract where you are. And so if you're at a certain place in God, then you, like you said earlier, you'll recognize those things and you'll begin to attract those things. Now, there'll be some that'll still, you know, come and, you know, try to do, but you'll recognize it, like you said, because you're at a different level in God and you're at a different place mm-hmm. in him. And you know that you won't settle. And, and that's where exactly. you have to get to the point. And, you know, um, this, that brings me to my next question. Why do you think it's hard for single female pastors to get married? Now, you're a single female pastor. I'm a single female pastor. Um, and I know some male pastors um, and that are single. But for single females, this is an issue that I think is more important to address because uh, if we are female pastors, and I've heard this, and, you know, I've, ha- I've had it happen where I've heard it, um, you know, she's, she must be gay because she's married. She ain't married yet, you know, um, mm-hmm. and you're over the ministry and stuff. And that would hurt me and that would bother me, but I had to get to the point and realize and understand that, you know, I know my stance in God and I know what I'm waiting for. And just because you don't see me married doesn't mean that it's not God's time for me to get married. Lord knows I desire mm-hmm. to be married. Lord knows I desire to have a husband when I come home from preaching because after I preach, I want to come home to my husband. I want to come home to him 
and I want to be the wife that God has me to be for him. I don't have to be in the role of a pastor. And so one of the things that I think a lot of men think is that because females are pastor, that a lot of times that we are dominating, that we are domineering. And it may be true for some people, but, honey, when I get married, that's what I'm going to be glad to get married so I don't have to do all these responsibilities that I'm doing now. That would be for my husband to do. You know, I don't have to be in control at home. Let him be in control, you know. Um, But I think men don't understand that for women who are truly like that because there are some women that are women pastors that are domineering. But I prayed and said, Lord, no, when my mate comes, you know, he will be the head because that's the way the scripture says it. Um, Yes, I may pastor a ministry. Yes, I may pastor a church and I have to be, you know, over the rule and God has set me over that. Uh, But as far as home, at home, he is the head in charge. And I understand that role. But a lot of times when you're a female pastor, men shy away from you because they think that, you know, okay, like I said, for one of one of the first people that I was dating, they said, well, you cool, you know, because they think that, you know, most pastors, female pastors are stuck up and, you know, they don't know, but we have a higher standard, you know, because mm-hmm. especially we carry a flock. We are, we are leaders. We, we show an example. And so you have to keep that and, and keep what God has given us. So, for you, why do you think it's hard for single female pastors to get married? I think um, one of the reasons is accountability. Um, uh, like we were saying, you know, you have some people that are still wanting to hold on to different things and not really commit to fully being Christian or fully walking in their calling, anointing or whatever, because what they're in, what they're doing is, you know, more enjoyable, so they think, to them. And they don't want to uh, really just take on that responsibility. And I really, and like you were saying, you know, even when it comes to the pastoring part of it, you know, um, from the female perspective as well, um, assuming it's as men, you know, even when dating and being in ministry and pastoring, you know, um, you have some people, they cannot just date and be discreet about it. You have some people, right. they got to broadcast it all over the place. They have yes. to, oh, well, I'm with such and such. I'm dating this person, yes. And you have people already trying to walk in the role that they're not even in. They're trying to walk in the role of first lady, and they're not first lady. They're walking in the role of uh, first man, <laughs> as they call it, <laughs> and not as of yet, and, you know, being in this kind of uh, position, we have to be very mindful because of the fact, you know, we understand the different attacks and different things that we go through, you know, for, you know, what we do, you know, interceding, intercession, uh, even just having the title and everything, and, a lot of times we can't even just, you know, come out really and saying, well, hey, such and such and I are dating or whatever, because that opens them up to be attacked 
and the enemy comes after them. And a lot of them are not strong. Some of them are not strong enough to understand what's happening or what is taking place or whatever the case might be. And some of them, they feel it becomes too much. And they were like, no, I can't do this or Uh whatever the case Uh might be. So they're not really ready to just really step in that role. Dating as a pastor, as a leader, apostle, whatever, um, in those type roles is different than just dating on a Christian, just being saved level. You know, it's, it's different to that extent. I mean, I'm not saying that even as just a regular member or Christian or whatever, you don't get attacked and go through different struggles and trials, but um, it's like to a different level of it. And um, you have some, I've seen marriages where you have people in leadership and God may have called them or they accepted their call after they got married and their spouse is like, no, I didn't sign up for this. And so they're miserable, you know, (laughs) and it's like (laughs) they don't want it. And it's like, no, and so you're dealing with an issue and problem on that side of it. So I can't really speak, you know, from the married side of dealing with something like that, but I know looking at that and being single, you know, it teaches you how to direct your prayer and to really make sure that um, you're not just rushing into something because, you know, you're lonely or you want somebody, but God, whoever you have for me, help them to be able to handle the kind of weight that is on my life, the kind of oil that I carry, the type of anointing that will have the passion, compassion that, you know, I have to kind of do what I do and understand, okay, sometimes I may have to go out um, for hospital calls or whatever the case might be and, you know, understand, okay, yes, Um I guess what I'm saying is somebody that's wanting to sign up for it, to sign up for what it entails and what it requires um, in terms of that. And we can't give it to you. You know, you can't, they got to have it innately. You know, we can talk about it a little bit. We can discuss it. um, But there has to be a level with the other partner that the Lord puts to them as well. You know, because sometimes, yes. you know, the partner, the other person wants you to just tell me, just tell me. But, no, you have a prayer life, too, and there should be some extent to where um, the Lord will be revealing to you. And that's what I always ask mine. Well, what is the Lord saying about us? You know, you should be able to have some kind of um, inkling about yeah. it. And I won't get into everything like that for me and you because we are on the podcast. And if you give away everything, then you'll, you know, exactly. what I'm saying. Then they, exactly. Yeah. But... And you like know, the, uh, and, and try to fit that bill. But when you have the Holy Spirit, yeah. you'll still see anyway. But, you know, but yes. just, you know, my thing is, you know, with, and, you know, I just encourage single female pastors, you know, we just have to begin to be, continue to be strong because, you know, God is, God wants to send people that will enhance the ministry to us. Our mate yes. will be one that will yes. enhance our ministry and we won't be in competition, but we will grow together. You know, exactly. and exactly. it has to be somebody who understands our plight, 
And that's all I'm going to exactly. say. Um, and you don't have to be, and, and I'm not at this point where he has to be a bishop. He has to be all this. No, yes, he just has to understand yes. the plight, and he has to love the Lord and truly love yes. the Lord. There's a difference between loving the Lord, loving the Lord, and understanding ministry. And you don't even have to know it, but God will give it to you. So that's all I'm going to say about right. that. But, you know, <laughs> so that's one thing because I get too all into it, and, you know, then you will have yes. all these calls. You know, but yes. you know, so <laughs> exactly. that's, I think that's why it's hard for a single female pastor. One, and I've heard men say this to me all the time, Apostle, you know, um, because of your anointing, you know, um, some people are just shying away from it because they only see one facet of it. And I'm more than just um, my anointing. I'm more than just that. Now, my anointing is just that part, but I love the Lord first and foremost, and I know you do too, um, but there's more facets than ministry to us. But the key mm-hmm. is for those that are willing to find that out and to be able to do what God has called them to say, because I've heard it many times before, you know, you're supposed to be my wife, but now they're married to somebody else. Oh, but I thought I was supposed to be your wife, you know. Exactly. But the issue is exactly. some people, you know, some men just don't want to wait. They think, you know, I've had one, you got too many, you got too many things going on. You got too many, well, then you're not the one for me because, um, Yes, when we get married, things will change, but you knew who I was before I got married. You know, so, and I believe that there will be compromise in certain areas, but when God has called you to something, he will send somebody to enhance you, and you will enhance that other person. And it's just not one way, because there's ways that I would enhance my husband, you would enhance your husband. But at the same time, we we can't compromise on what we believe that God said, and I'm just a firm believer on that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what you know, what are some things that we can do to um, until our mate comes to keep life exciting? And for those of you, because we got one more question after this, but for those of you that um, want to know about more about singles and dating, you can get my book, The Lonely Heart. It's on Amazon. Um, I've written it several years ago, but many people have commented about. Um, how good it was and how it helped them. And it also has activities that you can go along and do to just to walk with your singles journey. So just go back and get it if you haven't got it already. And I'm going to give you Pastor Sherelle Williams' information, and I'm going to let her give it to you before we close so that if you ever want to email us or anything like that and you have more questions, because I want to do it again in um, February, um, Pastor Sherelle, if you don't mind, with the singles, especially at Valentine's Day. And by that time, we may have more questions um, that we can answer then if you don't mind. But we'll talk about okay. that more. But but one of the things that I was like again wanted to ask is, you know, what's some things that we can do to keep our life exciting until our mate comes? Don't stop living. Keep living. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that's, that's yes. a keep living. Yes. <laughs> that yes. sums it up. Yes, um, and with me, I'll be traveling, traveling, traveling. With this COVID, I can't. But like you said, don't stop living. Go ahead with that. Exactly. And, um, you know, uh, one of the advice my godmom gave me some years ago, she was like, girl, you better go ahead and live your life. Don't wait for no man or no, uh, you know, husband to go do what you desire to do as far as like traveling and going this place, seeing um, different uh, areas and whatever, don't stop living, go ahead and do you. Because sometimes you saying you wanting to wait for a spouse or whatever to do this with, um, a lot of times you might not get to do it. 
so if you're waiting and constantly waiting, um, you find yourself being bored, and when you're bored and stuff like that, that's when your mind gets to roaming and all kind of thoughts, desires, everything else. Stay busy, volunteer, you know, just, I mean, live life. Do you. Find out what you like, what you like to do. Get to know yourself. Um, it's bad when you're trying to wait um for a mate or whatever, and you don't even know what you like because you're so wrapped up and caught up into, you know, um, really not having a voice for yourself. It's like, okay, you're trying to decide, okay, well, where are we going to eat? I don't know where you want to go. Yeah, whatever you want to do is fine. It's like you're not, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but what I'm saying is at least, you know, have a voice, know something about yourself as far as what you like, you know, get to know yourself and, you know, just don't stop living, just live, continue to live um, and do what makes you happy. That's so true, and you have to. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. just be sitting around. I know some some people cannot be out of a relationship. I've seen it over and over again. They they leave out of one relationship, then they're in another one, then they're in another one, then they're in another one, then they're in another one because they don't want to be alone instead of just taking time out to be with you. Some people say, how can you eat by yourself? You know, um, because first of all, when you're a pastor, everybody's pulling on you. So, yes, I can eat by myself. I can go out of town by myself um, because, mm-hmm. you know, yes. I have a lot of you people even... pulling on me. For this. Huh? Yes, you even pray for some alone time to kind of get your head, your mind. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Lord, please give me a break, you know. And so for us, our break is not our mate yet. So our break is getting away, you know, getting away for our quiet time, you know, because, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, our interests are divided. Once you get married, you have to be there for your husband. You have to be there for your wife. So while you're Mm -hmm. single – you know, enjoy, and that's what I've determined to do. That's why I've traveled so many places, tried so many things, and will continue to do it until my mate comes um, because, you know, we can't stop living. That was just a perfect um, remedy. It's just you don't stop living. You don't because it is important that we understand that. Well, with our last question, I wanted to ask you, um, what is the most important thing you feel you know, that we should know as Christian singles, just from your experience? What is what is the most important thing that you feel we should know? That it's okay to be single. It is not the end of the world. And, you know, there is nothing wrong with you for being single sometimes, as we stated, you know, before. It can be portrayed like, you know, we're the problems or something is wrong with us. But understand that, okay, if it has, if our mate has not come yet, that just means God is, you know, working behind the scenes. He's he's doing what he does best. And sometimes um, what we think we're ready for and um, prepared for, we really aren't because, um if we got it right then, sometimes we can uh, destroy it real quick, fast, in a hurry because we thought we were ready and we really weren't. We weren't 
in a place to really receive what God has. But um, I really feel that we should remember that it's okay. If it has not happened yet, you know, just be okay, that okay. Um, I prayed, and God knows my desire, and like it says, he will give thee the desires of your heart. And he knows your desire, he knows your wants, and, you know, he is working on it. You know, he already prepared it and everything else, but we just got to be patient and, you know, respect his timing and understand his time. And whenever it happens, it was meant to happen during that particular time. Because a lot of us, we can look back over life and even other situations, things that we've been through and experienced, we, you know, look back now and we're like, okay, God, thank you. Thank you for not giving me this during that particular time. Thank you for not, because we can pray and keep going after God and saying, well, God, I want this, I want this, or give me this man, give me this man, blah, 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 this woman, whatever, um, for the men. And um, he's like, no, not yet. <laughs> you know, this I have something better. But we keep going to him and we keep, you know, harassing him for it. And he's like, you know what, after so much, so many times, you know, he said, all right, I'm going to give it to you. And then once we get it, we regret it. You know, oh, like, no, nah, you're ready to give it back. But, you know, trust God's timing that, you know, there is a blessing in the wait. You know, we just got to be patient and understand, you know, a lot of times there is nothing wrong, you know, with you. But I would advise, you know, anyone that is single to really seek God and, um, to really just focus on getting you right and making sure you're prepared for when it comes and happens. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I want to leave you guys um, with this scripture from um, Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 um, and verse uh, 6, and we're going to start verse 6. It says, But I speak this by permission and not of commandment, for I would that all men were even as myself, but every man hath his proper gift of God, one after this manner and another after that. I say, therefore, to unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I. And we know that um, Paul, he was not married, and he, so he was talking about remaining and being single. But the key that I want to show you is he said in verse 7, but every man hath his proper gift. And so it is a gift to be single. And so you have to cherish that gift that God has given you to be single uh, in yes. this area. And it's not a cursing. It is a blessing and a gift from God to be single because we can live our life for the Lord. We can serve him with our whole heart. Amen. We can see him do many things in our life. And, um, and we don't have to be in, we, as we're waiting, we're serving and pursuing God. And so I want to encourage you today for those that are listening on the line to know that your gift is, your singleness is a gift of God. We are living in singleness. And so go and do the purpose for which God has intended for you to do. So I want to pray with you right now. Father, 
Father, we thank you for every person that's under this voice, under our sound of our voice. We ask the Holy Spirit to come in and strengthen them, O oh God. Even when they are weak, God, be made strong through them. Give them the strength and the fortification that they need in order to endure hardness as a good soldier. But God, help us to understand and help those that are listening to understand that it is a gift to be single, Father. And we ask right now that you will begin to allow them to see your purpose and your will for their life that they will begin to pursue you hard. They will begin to pursue their purpose. And in the midst of pursuing their purpose, those desires that they have in their heart, Father, in your divine timing, you will begin to line them up. And so, Father, we just give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So thank you again, everyone that has been listening on the line. We thank you for joining in and join us this whole month. We're going to be talking about singleness and we're going to, as Christians, even around the holidays, and we're going to have others that will come on during this month. And then we will come back in February with Pastor Sherelle and we'll begin to talk about it more around Valentine's Day. But we just thank you for joining and listening in, and we pray that something was said that blessed you. And if it has, please comment, like, and share with somebody that it may help. Uh, Pastor Sherelle Williams, if you would just tell us about your ministry, tell us the name of your church, and give us your email so if somebody wanted to contact you, they could contact you through email. Okay. I am the pastor of Tabernacle of Prayer in Belton, South Carolina, also known as the top, the place where we're transforming on purpose. As Romans 12 and 2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, my email address is forever, always, daddy'sgirl30 at gmail.com. It was an honor to be a part of your broadcast. Well, you know what? You are dear sister in the Lord, a divine connection from the Lord. And so I am just honored that you were even on the line. And I know the Lord has great things in store for your ministry as well as mine. And I look forward to us being on the podcast again and just sharing about many things that people may want to talk about because you are truly a dear sister in the Lord. And I love you with the love of the Lord, Pastor Sherelle. Love you too. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes. So we thank you again, everyone, for listening. Join in next week as we continue this topic. Have a blessed and wonderful evening. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.